And the word of the Lord through Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out to meet the Philistines in battle, and they camped beside Ebenezer, while the Philistines camped at Athib. The Philistines assembled in battle formation to meet Israel. And when the battle was over, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the battlefield. And when the people, the soldiers, came into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord here from Shiloh, so that he may come among us and save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people sent word to Shiloh, and uh, from there they carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of hosts, who sits above the cherubim, and whose two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were the Ark of the Covenant of God, with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Verse 5, so it happened that as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all of the people of Israel shouted with a great shout, and the earth resounded. And verse 6 says, When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does uh, the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. I'm going to just run over to Second Kings 17. We're going to skip First Samuel. You will have to catch that in the preaching. Second uh, Kings 17 and verse 6. It's easy for those of you who've got the, the Bible app. You can just touch a button. Amen. But for those of you who, who haven't gotten uh, the upgrade and uh, are still using the, the paper leaf, uh, I understand it will take you some time to get there. Second Kings 17. Amen. And uh, verse 16, I believe I said. And they abandoned all the commandments of the Lord their God and made for themselves cast images of two calves. And they made an Asherah and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. One more time. They abandoned all the commandments of their God, of the Lord their God, and made for themselves cast image of two calves. And they made an Asherah idol and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And one more chapter is Second Kings 9 and 30. Second Kings chapter 9 and verse 30. So when Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard about it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked down from the upper window. Father God, we want to thank you today for your words. I pray, God, that you help me to deliver what thus says the Lord and continue to keep the body of Christ in full alignment as you would want us to be. Help us, God, to, to be a true representation of your gospel in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, church. Hallelujah. Again, greetings to you and the whole house. Amen. Uh, as we come to study the word of God today, 
again, similarly of last week's Sunday, um, I'll be doing a little bit of preaching and a little bit of teaching. Amen. I don't know. The Lord has just been uh, ministering into my spirit concerning things. And uh, I want to share the same ministry to the body of Christ. And if you'll allow me for the next uh, 45 minutes or so, amen, just to inspire your hearts uh, concerning some of my studies. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, body of Christ, that it, it's it's a. Uh, how do you say, uh, a little bit in broken pieces, amen, and so it's not all together, put together, well-fashioned together. Sometimes when you study the word, it kind of comes to you in broken pieces. It may not all come together formality of, of how we would like it to come, and so some of you, amen, you may get lost. Look at your neighbor for the first time and say, you're going to need a road map today. If you don't follow along, you might get need a road map, and if you, some of you, you will be able to get it right now, and some of you, when you get home, you will get it. it it's not going to hit you right now in church, but uh, eventually, you know, some, some words take time to simmer in your spirit, and so it'll minister into your bodies once you leave out of here, but I pray that somebody's life would be blessed today. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you, if you even look at my notes, they just start in all the wrong places. You know, when God starts talking to you, you just got to quickly grab a pen and uh, uh, and just start writing. And where I'd like to start my message isn't even how my notes start. This is how 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 it's going to be. And so I'm telling you, you better have a pen and paper ready because you're going to have to catch me where I'm at. Today, I'm not bringing you no baby food. Let me tell you, it's not no baby food. It's going to be some higher education level teaching, preaching. And if you, if you, if you will, allow me to just advance your mindsets uh, just a bit. It will, it will help somebody. Amen. Just studying this word, uh, anything that has to deal with spiritual warfare, it it takes time to to come out. It takes a uh, because it's a birthing process. It's a uh, it's something that the devil uh, tries to fight. The Bible says, I believe, in the book of Revelations that uh, that he he has positioned himself in front of the woman, right between the woman, waiting for the woman to give birth to capture. Hallelujah, the seed of the woman to capture uh, who the scripture was talking about, amen, was uh, our Lord and Savior giving a, a depiction. But uh, giving birth, amen, to, to something that the Lord has put inside of your womb uh, when it comes to, to dealing with the enemy, it, it is always going to be challenging. This is where women have a hard time pushing, women have a hard time delivering, women have a hard time giving birth because uh, the enemy does not want life to, to come into the world. But there are certain spirits, amen, the book of Jude says that we have to contend with. We have to contend with. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the spirit of Jezebel. If you if you will allow me just to dwell on this spirit just a little bit uh, as the Lord begins to, to minister to the body of Christ. Uh, and we spoke about it in even uh, even in our Bible studies some time ago. But there are some things that, you know, uh, I don't teach necessarily in the Bible studies. I save it for Sunday morning. And there's some things that will 
we'll uh, talk about on Sunday that uh, we won't talk about on Sunday that we will let loose in Bible studies. And here's some things that the Lord has just really been dealing with me on some uh, deep issues concerning uh, the spirit of Jezebel. And it's not specific only to the spirit of Jezebel, but we have to contend as Jude said, with certain types of spirits in our world, in our churches, uh, that we have to fight, that we have to deal with every now and then. Hallelujah, Jesus. The word of God, if you will allow us, as the word has already gone forth, the Bible lets us know of, of, of uh, Nimrod. Uh, and I'm coming to Jezebel, but the Bible says when when uh, Nimrod took it upon himself. Uh, and if you understand who Nimrod was at the time, and I'm not about to make this Nimrod, but, but I'm headed somewhere uh, to get us to where we are going. But uh, the Nimrod's uh, forefathers were evil, and evil now was transferred from his forefathers. And you know Ham and Cush and the whole lineage right there, uh, they, they, they uh, made Nimrod an evil person, and, and it, it, it got transferred into him till he became evil now. And Nimrod started trying to build a temple of God according to the word of God. He started to build a temple of God, and God was not a part of it. God had nothing, wanted nothing to do with it. And because Nimrod could not get his way, the Bible says that Nimrod, Nimrod ends up marrying who? The Bible says Nimrod ends up marrying to his mother. Uh, ma. Uh, the Bible says Nimrod ends up marrying his mother. And uh, the Bible lets us know that uh, because uh, he married his mother, uh, they were known in paganism as Isis and Orsis. And, and when the two of them got married, they introduced the spirit of the worshiping of Baal. This is how now Baal comes into place because of Nimrod marrying his mother. And they bring in Baal worship. Because now nothing can be worshipped unless there is a full manifestation of that spirit. The whole reason why God had to step out into nothing, into a dark atmosphere, and to begin to call things that are not. Hallelujah. He says, let there be light. And he says, let there be water. And he continues to call things into place. That's because he had to prove his manifestation as the Godhead. And and people would now have a reason to worship the true and living God. Before Nimrod and his mama, there was no manifestation for anybody to say, I want to worship Baal. There was no Baal on the scene. It wasn't until Nimrod married to his mother that it birthed out a spirit of perversion. Everybody say perversion. It birthed and gave birth to the spirit of perversion. And he brought in this Baal worship and the Ashtaroth worship. And we're going to talk a little bit about this type of worship. Worship of Baal is the worship of self-will and self-want. And so when you find people that are not doing the will of God, when they come to church, they are not worshiping God, but they have been seduced by the spirit of Baal. And they are 
are in idol worship. In other words, they're not here for the agenda to worship God. But when we see them lifting hands, it's not because they are in reverence of, of worshiping God. It is because they're in reverence of worshiping their idol gestures. Yeah, yeah you're going around uh, worshiping your idol gestures. The Bible, the Bible, see, some of this has already fought, flew over some of your heads. But I'm, I'm about to, to give you some good food. Everybody say good food, good food. You're about to eat real well this Sunday morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible says that Baal was a, a male spirit. And Ashtoreth was a statue of the female counterpart of Baal. And, and Baal is a spirit, a territorial spirit. It's that spirit that gets into regions. And it becomes dominating in that region. And so whatever city you go in, the dominating spirit that is there is because of the spirit of Baal. And so when you hear people say, oh yeah, I know about that church. That church is where everybody sleeps with everybody. That's because the spirit of Baal has made himself present in that ministry. And the spirit of Ashtoreth is a human manifestation spirit. And when Ashtoreth comes on the scene, it can change itself from male to female. Its original status is a male, but it can change its parts. And so whenever the devil wants to birth something out in a church, he puts Baal with Ashtoreth. And Ashtoreth turns himself into the female counterpart. And they give birth to a demon that will lurk in the church because if the people, because of the people's weaknesses. The Bible lets us know that Ahab did more evil than everybody else. It's not because he was married to Jezebel and it's not because uh, he was connected to Jezebel in any fashion or form. Uh, the truth be told, Jezebel was from a lineage of, of, of idol worshipping. Uh, but, 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 but Ahab was from a lineage of evil doers. Ahab was from a lineage of evil doers uh, and so in order for you to understand uh, where I'm going with this uh, the Bible says uh, that Ahab's lineage was pure evil his forefathers were pure evil uh, and, 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 and Ahab uh, was a descendant of Rehoboam and uh, Rehoboam's mother was named Micaiah uh, and the Bible says that Ahab uh, was trying to uh, re rebuild re, re and redo and bring in some of the things that his mother had implemented uh, but 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 it was not happening. It was not happening because uh, God would not allow what the mother started up to continue. You've got to read your Bible. This is what the Bible says. And in other words, what the Bible was trying to show us was Ahab was never willing not one time uh, to, 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 to understand or to forego the obedience of following after God. In other words, he stuck and stood in 
him evil. He had the opportunity many times to turn, but he did not turn. He decided he wanted to stay in the act of disobedience, whereas now we find that from mother, from generation to generation to generation, this evil spirit that Ahab had to contend with was following him from the time that he was born right up until the time that he was dead. And the, 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 the thing, the reason why I've got to bring this up is because some of us think that it's all right that we don't deal, that, that, that we can get away from, from not doing God's will. That Some of us think that it's all right. Well, you know what? I know God has called me into prayer right now, but I don't think that I can pray. And the Lord has called some of you into dealing with certain positions in ministry. And, uh, and the truth be told is that you have been disobedient and you will not take up the cross and follow him. And the truth be told that any time you operate out of the act of disobedience and any time that you act out of a, a, a spirit of disobedience, that means that you are not operating under the spirit of God. You are under another spirit. Some of you say no to God uh, when, the, when the preacher asks you, can you do this? Some of you think that you're saying no to the preacher. But the, the truth be told is that you're really saying no to God. And anytime you say no to God, that means you have to contend with the spirit of Baal. And when you open up yourself to the spirit of Baal by rebelling against God, then you are immediately introduced to the spirit of Jezebel. Can I tell you something? Because maybe some of you, you did not know this. Uh, the, the truth be told. Stop your neighbor and say the truth be told. Uh, uh, some of you going to get it tomorrow. I understand it. But the truth be told uh, that when it comes to Baal worship, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, that it is more than just coming to a temple and worshiping God. Because the real truth is uh, when it came time to worshiping Baal, uh, they got into the temple and they took the Astaroth. And the Astaroth was, as I said the female counterpart and they would cut out the female counterparts and they would enlarge hallelujah and put it on the big screen and they would enlarge the upper parts and they would enlarge the lower parts and they would put it on the big screen and they would put put it on the big screen only because they wanted not to focus on God but they wanted everybody to come in to a spirit hallelujah that focused on these parts and these parts were important to them because this is how they were able to transfer their spirits some of us think that we, we, we deal with orgies now but the truth be told that the church was dealing with this spirit of orgies a long time ago some of you saying bishop now you gone way out there some of you saying you're not allowed to say that word on the pulpit but this is why the churches are in problems today because we don't want to talk about some of the spirits that the church have to fight against some of these spirits that come into our marriages and we have to fight against this some of these spirits that come into our dreams and we have to contend with these women spirits and these men spirits hallelujah the real truth is that the church has been fighting against these spirits for a long time Oh, 
The Bible talks about Jesus. Hallelujah. He says that I need to go to Samaria. You all know the scriptures. Why does he need to go to Samaria? Because there is a woman there that needs his attention. I did a little research. Hallelujah, Jesus. And if you don't mind, let me show you this. I did a little research and I found out. Hallelujah. That the same temple that they were doing Baal worship in was the same temple that they put right smack dab in the middle of Samaria. I understand better now, Brother Joshua, why Philip had to go down in Samaria and break out a revival service. Why? Because there was a temple that was built there that all they did was worship idol and private parts from morning till noon. I understand why Jesus had to go down to Samaria and come against a spirit that loved to sleep with everything in town because there was a temple that all they did was worship all of these parts from morning, noon, and night. And I understand it better now why Jesus had to go down and break the strongholds because if Jesus didn't do it, if Philip didn't go down and have a revival service, hallelujah, then all of these spirits, they would have to be contending with, hallelujah, and and, and, and everybody will be complaining about this woman uh, who's, 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 who's losing out uh, of, of, of a divine friendship, relationship, uh, because of who she's sleeping with. The Bible lets us know that Jesus got down on his knees, and nobody knows what he wrote, but he got down on his knees, and he began to write, hallelujah. The Bible says this happened in Jerusalem, and when I did my little research, I found out that Jerusalem was really not too far from Samaria. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can almost point and it'd be down the street. And I said, yes, because what happened here is spirits began to transfer themselves. Ah, there would come a time, Pastor Chris, when everybody who would worship there came from near and far because of the work of Ahab and Jezebel. Ah, my God, my God. And they would go into cities and they would take over cities and they would give folk the option. You would either worship Baal, hallelujah, or you would die at the hands of Jezebel and they would go to and fro and all of a sudden they began to do Baal worship here, Baal worship there, Baal worship here until it broke out hallelujah in the land and this is why we could see that now Jerusalem started to struggle with it it has been a pain from the beginning what am I trying to bring to the body of Christ today the whole truth be told and the strong truth of the matter is there are some things that have to that have happened in the spirit realm that has broken loose down into the natural realm and now it is the body of Christ that has to position themselves according to 
how God wants us. Uh, the church is not the same church as how we know it to be. Things have changed. The times have changed now. And what we thought we weren't fighting before has now become relevant in our churches. They were trying to disguise it before. It came in a suit and a tie before. Hallelujah, Jesus. But God is saying to the body of Christ today that things now, these spirits have become a bit more bold. Somebody say bold these spirits have become bold now and they are no longer intimidated by our worship they are no longer intimidated by the way that we pray they will walk into the church and they will walk into your house and you will sit beside them on your job and you will have to confront them in your dreams because what they have uh, come past their barrier line they have in intruded on our land and in our territories oh yeah because why somebody along the way decided that they will go down into their world and bring out these spirits to us oh yeah the truth be told the word of God lets us know this hallelujah Jesus the word of God lets us know that Baal was the sun god and the Astaroth is the moon god in other words these are the gods that get their information from the second heavens known as the world of astrologies this is where the psychic gets their information this is where the 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 the, the voodoo man gets their information and then you get addicted because why you keep on going to see these people and every time that you go and you see them what happens is they channel into their world and they pull down somebody say pull down they pull down the spirits that were never meant to come into our land this is why the church is against the body of Christ going to see psychics going to see soothsayers going to see hallelujah Jesus the Abiyaman because this is why after they're done with you all kinds of spirits now are attached to you and they're following after you because they begin to pull down from the world of astrology hallelujah and they give you information and it's not that it's a lie it could very well be truth it could very well cause you to win the lottery but what this word that they give you it cannot send you into your destiny it cannot compulse you into where God wants you to go the only thing that their word can do for you is to cause your life to be addicted to other types of spirits and now where you thought you were getting a word that would transform your life now all of a sudden you have opened the doors and opened the gates hallelujah to invite different kinds of territorial spirits into your life hallelujah Jesus and so a simple word now you've got to deal with this fight in your home and you've got to deal with the fight on your job and everything around you you start losing 
losing it. Hallelujah. And you begin to scratch your head and wonder why is this happening to me? But a true word from God, a true prophetic word from God will send you straight into where God wants you to be. Hallelujah, Jesus. And this is why when it comes to prophecy, this is why when it comes to a word from God, we have got to measure the word of God with what has already been said according to his word concerning your life. You can't allow, you can't allow for the enemy, the devil, to come in and prophesy words of lies to you. But the Bible says, have no part with them. Uh, this is why, hallelujah, we've got false prophets running around in our churches. It's because nobody will stand to them and say to them, you are lie. And the word that you have spoken to me is a lie. And they think that it's okay but you've got to look at them in their face and say no 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 you're a lie and you're a demon hello somebody uh, you've got to look at them and look at that spirit and say you're a demon from hell come on here somebody we can allow for these spirits to walk prevalent in our churches and when people come to you with a word that does not measure up to the word of God concerning your life Hallelujah, Jesus. You've got to let them know what the word of God says. Hallelujah, Jesus. The word of God says uh, that you've got to put them out of the church. Dismiss them from the fellowship. Take no room of life from them because what? Hallelujah, Jesus. They come to bring you a word that will make you feel good. But not a word that will cause you to reach your destiny. Psychics will give you a word. They will give you a word. But when God gives you a word, his word says, yes, you'll be blessed and you will get the house, but you've got to come out of sin first. <laughs> you see, the, the, this is what the word of God says. The, the word comes to change your life around. The word does not give you potion. It does not give you oils. <laughs> Hallelujah. To say rub this on and in three days your man will change his life. But the word of God is plain to let you know. Hallelujah. Jesus. That, that you, if you will begin to do according to God's word. Hallelujah. Then everything will work together according to them that love and trust the Lord. love and trust the Lord hallelujah Jesus and so oftentimes I've had I've had a so-called prophet he's mad at me today hallelujah Jesus you ever meet them and they say it's because of me I prophesied to you that you would get this I prophesied to you that you would get that it's because of me why you got that and they they, they just uh, so braggadocious. They just so, they just so uh, all about themselves. They just conceited in their ways, in their minds. And uh, they go around telling everybody, hallelujah, about, about, about themselves. 
And this is, this is that spirit of Jezebel that you've got to be careful of because the spirit of Jezebel, hallelujah, will try to take the glory out of your work. Hello, somebody. The spirit of Jezebel will, will, will come in and it's, it's a creeping spirit. It's a, it comes in a disguised form and it will, it will try to sit in the church. And by the time you look, hallelujah, they've made themselves way up on the stage holding the mic and bringing announcements and I ain't preaching on nobody in, in this house. I'm, let me just make make the record clear. It, I'm just teaching. I'm just teaching. I ain't talking about none of you unless unless you know it's you. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just delivering a word. But Je- Jezebel moves quick. Somebody say quick. Jezebel don't take her time. Jezebel don't take its time. They move quick. Hallelujah. And they, they get they, 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 they get past the past uh, what other folk that have been laboring for. Hallelujah. Because she's good at blinding the eyes. The Bible says she put on the makeup and dressed herself real good because she's good at putting on the disguise and, and making things believe the way they are. This is why we've got to be careful of folks because, because folk can preach good. And if you don't look sharp, they, they could seem anointed too. But they have no power. They have no power. <clears throat> they have no form of what we said last week, purification. And so they can't transform your life. They cannot pull you out of what you're going through. They can only dig it deeper. They can only dig you into a deeper hole. And you will never come out unless somebody who's anointed can pull you out of what you're going through. The word of God says, you've got to be careful because it's a creeping spirit. Hallelujah. It's a spirit that comes in full disguise. God's glory must come back to his churches. God's glory has got to come back to his churches. I'm almost done. I want to help somebody today. God's presence cannot rest anywhere. His presence cannot be. The Bible says, the Bible says that Jonah. uh, Bible says that Jonah, because some of you think that you can live your life anyway and still walk in the blessing of God. The Bible says that Jonah, after he heard God's voice, bought a cruise line ticket on the great meridian. Uh, and God did not stop him. And he got down to the to the to the to the loading porting dock, and God did not stop him. Stop your neighbor and say, God didn't stop him. God sent a word to this man and God could have stopped him before he even bought the ticket. But God didn't stop him. God didn't stop him from walking to the, to the port. God didn't stop him. God, God, my God, Jonah got on the boat and started to sail the sea. And before God bust a hole in the boat bottom, God didn't stop him. God didn't stop him. God didn't. God didn't stop him. You know what God did? 
God made sure that Jonah was way out in the middle of the water to make sure that there was no, no, no underneath under him. That should he step out, he's gone down. God made sure there was no four walls between him. Hallelujah. God says, I have you right where I want you now. Some of you think that you can get away from God and continue going in the life that you want to live and, and continue doing what you want to do. Don't worry. You think you're giving God time. God's just giving you time. God's just giving you time to get to the place where he wants you to get. And right when you step into that place, God says, I got you now. I got you now got you now. I remember one woman's testimony. God got her real good. Got her real good that she lost her house and started to sleep on, on, on somebody's uh, basement floor. Her and her children. God, God got her so good just to get her attention. Thought she was all that with a nice big house until God ripped it from her. And says you sleep there now. Uh, the Bible says that they tried to take the Ark of Covenant and put his presence beside the idol God. Uh, and God wasn't having it. God was not having that. The Bible says that it, it was either going to be his spirit or this Dagon God. And uh, you know the story very well. Every time God, they would put God beside this idol, God would lick down Dagon off the shelf and they pick up Dagon again and they, God would lick him off again and pop him up, pop up his head and pop up his hand. There's a meaning behind that, but that's for another Sunday. God's spirit cannot rest anywhere. And it's not until we begin to fall subjected to what God wants us to do for him. Jonah got to the bottom of the mountain, the Bible says. Oftentimes, we preach being on top of the mountain. But have you ever been at the bottom of the mountain? Have you ever been there? Oh, I could jump and shout right now just being at the top of the mountain. But have you ever been to the bottom? Have you ever, have you ever been, felt like you were in the fish's belly? Have you ever been down there? I can only imagine the smell and the stink and the, the cold and the, the fear. The, the positioning that God would have you down at the bottom of the mountain. Uh, but it's for purpose and for reason. I'm getting ready. I'm soon. I'm soon. I'm almost done. Y'all better come back. When am I preaching again? I don't even know. But come back when I'm preaching again. Of course. Uh, Lord have mercy. Ready, God's, God's working a message in me because he's aligned you where you are right now, positioned you for where you are right now for a purpose and a reason. And I know it's something that seems light and simple, hallelujah, but if you're down at the bottom of the mountain, there's a purpose and a reason for it. Uh, if you're at the top of the mountain, there's a purpose and a reason for it. If you're, if you're just sailing the cruise line, there, God's positioned you for a purpose and a reason for it. You've got you to hear it. God's getting ready for that one. But, but 
we have got to really consider. We've got to consider the move of God in the church today. We've got to consider, hallelujah, what God is doing in the midst of our world even right now. The church has shifted. The church has shifted. The church has shifted into a place where we've got to come up higher now. We, when, 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 we, when, we are, when we go to church, hallelujah, and we begin to worship with different spirits, I hope you hear what I'm saying, and we begin to sit with different spirits, that means we have become one. And when we become one, we've become what? Familiar. And so therefore now, the church has got to be risen to the next dimension, to the next level. Hallelujah. Because we were not positioned to worship like they do. We were not positioned to sing like they do. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If anything, we've we've got to teach how to worship. The Bible says to put a difference in them. I'm letting you all figure out. Hallelujah. The Bible says put a difference in them. This means that we have got to position ourselves on the next level. There should never come a time when the body of Christ is joint fellowship to entertain different forms of spirits. The devil is a liar. Not in a Holy Ghost saved, fire, flaming, water baptized, tongue speaking, Pentecost burning church of God. Not, not in this time of day. But the body of Christ has got to come to the next dimension. And this means that there has to be a, a, a shaking inside of each one of our spirits. There has to be a total transformation inside each one of our spirits. To cause this to happen. Because we become too familiar. Too, too relaxed. Where now. Uh, uh, the governments. And our land is teaching us. To conform our minds. To the acceptance. Of certain types of spirits. The devil is a lie. God don't like sin. Let me, if we don't know, let me break it to you. God don't like sin. And for a country and for a world that believes so much in God, I've always questioned, and I was listening to uh, the swearing in of our government last week, and you saw them, every one of them had a Bible in their hand. And they went up and they held it and they swore on it. And they said, so help me God at the end of their swearing in. But if we are such a Bible swearing land, the Bible says that we can't take any word from out, modify the word just to fit our need. And so if we're going to, as a land and as a country, take the word of God and swear on it, then we've got to swear and believe on the whole entire word of God. 
We can't just pick and suit what is right and not right and reject the rest. God will not honor you. God will not honor your land. God will not honor a country that deframes his word. I don't care how much you want to swear on it. Your swearing on the Bible means absolutely nothing. If Baal be Baal, then serve him. And if God be God, serve him. We can't be one foot in and one foot out. We can't be, 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 be trying to accept, hallelujah, the, 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 the LBGBTQ elemental P part two. And not allow for stealing to happen. This just doesn't make sense. The word of God clearly says it's not a right for neither of them. But the truth be told, brother Josh, I want to break into a TV store and I want to get a big screen TV. Truth be told. I want to do it. Because the same Bible that my prime minister swore on is the same Bible that says thou shalt not steal. The same Bible that says no two men shall sleep together. I didn't say it. It's the Bible that said it. I didn't say it. For all those watching on YouTube and Facebook and every platform that I didn't say it. It's the word of God. That's the word of God. And so now the church has got to deal with and fight against these types of spirits now. Because they've been, been accepted in the land. The portal was open, hallelujah, for this accepting in our land. And we just take it as, okay, it's all right. But there's a spirit at work. There's a spirit at work. Almost like the virus. The virus can never done. It, it multiply itself maybe 13 times already. It cannot done. Because there's a spirit at work. And when we thought it was over, monkeypox have come out. There, was a, there is a spirit at work. And for those of us that think that it is over, it's just getting started. There's a spirit at work because we've accepted certain things to transpire in our land. If the church was positioned themselves the way that we should have been on the prayer wall, we would have seen this coming in the spirit first before it would have manifested itself on earth. Because the Bible says that it first happens in the spirit before it comes down here on earth. And we would have seen it coming if we were positioned the way we should have been. And we would have been able to stop what was coming to our land. And the only way now that our land can be delivered is how the word of God says, if my people who are called by my name, that, that, means, that means everybody can't call him. Everybody can't call him. Not everybody can fall into a, la a line of repentance. Uh, it's not made for everybody. But do you hear your name being called? Because if you hear your name being called, 
Hallelujah. And God is calling you into a prayer ministry and you don't pray. That means you've got a spirit behind you at work. If you don't know that the Baal spirit is a rebellion spirit. It's a rebellion spirit. And the spirit of 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 I wanted to say a name, but it was not that name. The spirit of Jezebel's husband. Hmm? A Ahab is the spirit of disobedience. Is the spirit of disobedience. Jezebel did not did not take anything from Ahab. Now, I know we read the Bible and we might think Jezebel took it. Jezebel didn't take nothing from Ahab. But the real matter is that Ahab didn't stand in his position and hold regard to what has been carried from his forefathers, from his mother, coming all the way down. And it just took one Jezebel to say, don't worry, honey, I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take care of it for you. Oh. <laughs> and that was the moment where his life changed completely. Completely because he did not stand rightfully in his position. Body of Christ, we, we've got to take a stand, hallelujah, in the churches, in your prayer life. In our, in our leadership, in our pastoralship, every pastor, every musician, every leader, every, every usher, every deacon, every no matter what capacity you are. God's calling out to each and every one of you now. Because the body of Christ has got to be elevated. Has got to be taken to a place where we are peculiar people. A chosen generation. Some of you, some of us, some of you, some of us, whichever way you want to put it. You know, the Lord just really put this in my spirit. And I'm going to say the Lord put this in my spirit because we use that word. And I'm going to say this and I'm done. We use the word peculiar people. Hallelujah. Uh, as, as though we, we, you're peculiar. But hold on just a minute now, Brother Josh, because some of us, you're not peculiar. You're just weird. You're, you're weird. And, and hear this in your spirit. Hear this in your spirit because the word of God lets us know plainly. We spoke about it last week, what the, what the anointing is, what the power of God comes to do. Hallelujah. And some of you think that you're so full of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit that nobody can touch you and speak to you and, and deal with you in a certain way. I've, I've dealt with them. I've dealt with them in, in, in my leadership. And I realize that, you know what, you're not peculiar as the Bible uses the word peculiar. You're, you're just weird. You're, you're a weirdo. And whether you, whether you like it or not, the truth be told is that uh, we've got to pray for some of you because uh, the spirit that is behind you at work, it ain't the right spirit. We hear people speaking in tongues and something in our spirits. 
lets us know something isn't right. Something is off. You could say good morning to somebody and they could say good morning back to you and say you're something in your spirit. Have you ever had something in your spirit? Just say no. Something I, I remember I, I, I was encountering a, a woman right in this ministry. You're not here today, let me just say. <laughs> uh, you're not here today. But uh, encountered a woman in our ministry, and, and she's there talking to me. And I, I don't know. I said, I, I was on the pulpit, and she was there just talking. And I'm in the back of my mind, it's coming to my ears, but my mind is really saying, you are just one crazy lady. You're, you need help. I don't know what I can do for you. Because my spirit now started to ignore her and started to block her. And I was not taking in now what she was trying to tell me. I, I looked at the back of the church. You see, when I'm, when I'm about to preach on somebody, I'll call your name. I ain't afraid to hide it. <laughs> but I saw Pastor Stacy <laughs> sitting in the back row of the church. And I don't know if you've ever seen Pastor Stacy, but she was sitting way in the back of the church. And I saw her. I'm on the pulpit. Saw her in the back. She going into her bag. She going into her bag, and I, I didn't know what she was doing. And I'm listening to this woman, and I, I see Stacy ruffling in the corner of my eye. Everybody in the church was there, just doing their own thing, fellowshipping. And I, Sister Stacy, now has my attention. She's at the back of the church just looking at me, looking at me, looking at this woman talking to me because I, something in the spirit realm triggered Pastor Stacy to get her attention, to pay attention to what's going on with the bishop. I'd only wish Pastor Stacy would have leapt from her seat and come and grabbed me out. Of, sometimes your bishop need rescue. Hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, glory to God. But 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 it's 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 sometimes you encounter these types of folk, and we've got to realize that uh, sometimes we there's just people take things out of proportion, and this is what a Jezebel spirit does. It it takes things out of it glorifies things. This is what it does. It 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 wants to be glorified. Let me say that. Put it like that. And if you're calling this person's name, you've got to glorify their name. You've got to make it real big. And anything that this person wants done, you've got to uh, make it real big. Anything that involves them, it's got to be a show, a display. Because if you don't give them that, they are mad and angry all at the same time. Mad and angry at the same time. But a true believer, Brother Josh, don't, they don't get mad. They don't get mad if somebody wants to steal all the credit. They're just glad that the church got the victory. Hallelujah. They don't, they don't even want their name called. They don't even want to, to be in the, in the program booklet. They just satisfied that the glory was given unto God. But Jezebel wants to take all the glory. Oh, yeah. If you don't call their name in the vote of tanks, hallelujah, they don't come back to church anymore. Hallelujah. These are the spirits that we have to contend with. The word of God says in the book of Jude, we've got to contend for the faith. That's the gospel. Stand to your feet. That means holding on to what we know is true. 
holding on to what we believe that our forefathers have brought to us and that what we know is true. What we know is true. I promise you I'll preach next time. Two Sundays in a row look like you can't handle too much teaching. So I preach, preach for you the next time. Hallelujah.